This podcast is sponsored by Project Dragonfly, a master's degree program offered by Miami University dedicated to ecological and social change. Project Dragonfly offers a part-time Master's of Arts in Biology degree focused on conservation or a Master's of Arts in Teaching for teachers. The program is designed for working professionals and can be completed from anywhere in the United States. Learn more at projectdragonfly.miamioh.edu. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I've categorized them into protected areas, rewilding, and drawdown. These stories are truly incredible, and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. These are really fun ones today. Um, first category of protect, protected areas, we have the first one coming out of a press release, actually. We've got a few press releases today. First one's a press release from British Columbia. $300 million conservation financing mechanism for newly protected areas established in British Columbia. The province is accelerating protection of BC's oldest and rarest trees while benefiting communities and wildlife by launching a new $300 million conservation financing mechanism, $150 million from the province, matched by a commitment to raise an additional $150 million from the BC Parks Foundation. Conserving nature is one of the most important things we can do to protect against the world's, uh, sorry, the worst effects of climate change while creating a healthier future for everyone said Premier David Ebby. That's why we're working with the BC Parks Foundation and First Nations to launch a new tool that will protect old growth forests and conserve critical habitat across the province for generations to come. The new conservation financing mechanism will add further First Nations-led protections for the beautiful lands and waters that are integral to who we are as British Columbians and to First Nations cultures and way of life, said Nathan Cullen, Minister of Water, Land and Resource Stewardship. We call on other groups and individuals to contribute to this fund, which will help protect the remarkable forests and diverse ecosystems that people, community, and wildlife depend on. We'll go to the other side of the uh, continent there. Um, this one's coming out of Southwest Florida, out of WFIT.org. U.S. Fish and Wildlife proposed huge new conservation area in Southwest Florida. A new federal proposal calls for creating a conservation area that would span 12 counties in Florida, from the Everglades headwaters in the center of the state to sawgrass prairies further south, preserving a region that is home to imperiled species like the Florida panther, the official state animal. The Everglades to Gulf Conservation Area would encompass freshwater marshes, pine flatwoods, and agricultural pastures, significantly extending protected lands within a watershed that spans much of the peninsula. Among the areas previously designated in the Everglades, the country's largest subtropical wilderness, are the Arthur R. Marshall Lahatchahi, I think I'm saying that right, <laughs> National Wildlife Refuge, the Big Cypress National Preserve, and Everglades National Park, which in 1947 became the first preserve to safeguard this reason, region's natural resources. The proposal comes as explosive growth continues to pressure Florida's natural spaces and as rising seas and more damaging hurricanes are expected to push development inland. The construction boom threatens not just wilderness, but also working farms and ranches in the state's heartland. We have um, only one story in the rewilding category. This is coming out of uh, Forbes.com, and this is very, very interesting. 
first successful captive birth of endangered sawfish species at SeaWorld. Three small-toothed sawfish pups recently made their debut at SeaWorld Orlando, marking an extraordinary milestone in the conservation efforts for this endangered species. The small-toothed sawfish, one of five sawfish species, are classified as rays due to their gills and mouths being situated on the underside of their bodies. The name sawfish is derived from the distinctive rostrum, a long flat snout adorned with teeth that resemble a saw's edge. Small-toothed sawfish predominantly inhabit tropical seas and estuaries where rivers meet the ocean in the Atlantic Ocean. They are most commonly found in shallow coastal waters and occasionally venture into the lower stretches of freshwater river systems. Historically found in the Gulf of Mexico and along the east coast up to North Carolina and the United States, their distribution has significantly contracted, primarily confined to Florida's coastline owing to population declines. Final category, we've got two great stories, um, both in California. Um, both are press releases and so they read really weird. <laughs> uh, the first one is a press release from the state of California's website, uh, gov.ca.gov. Go figure. Uh, California to get up to $1.2 billion in federal funds to expand hydrogen energy projects. California will receive up to $1.2 billion from the United States Department of Energy to accelerate the development and deployment of clean and renewable hydrogen, critical to cutting pollution and expanding the clean energy economy statewide. Now, the way this press release is written is they ask what it means, why it's important, and how we got here. So we'll go into the what it means. Up to $1.2 billion to build or expand hydrogen projects that will power public transportation, heavy-duty trucks, port operations, and more. It will also leverage the state's leadership in clean energy technology to produce hydrogen exclusively from renewable energy and biomass. Why it's important. It cuts up to 2 million metric tons of carbon emissions every year equivalent to the pollution of 445,000 gasoline-powered cars annually. It creates an estimated 220,000 new jobs, including 130,000 in construction and 90,000 permanent jobs. It is estimated to be $2.9 billion per year in economic value uh, from better health and health cost savings, and 40% of the benefits from projects will flow to disadvantaged communities. And how we got here. Governor Newsom's climate and clean energy leadership, setting world-leading climate goals, building more clean energy faster, and a historic $52 billion climate commitment. Additionally, California submitted an application in April through the Alliance for Renewable Clean Energy, sorry, Renewable Clean Hydrogen Energy Systems, or ARCHES, a statewide public-private partnership to build the framework for California's renewable clean hydrogen hub. That could be really interesting. The last story here is um, on a port of Long Beach. Port of Long Beach aims to restore ocean habitat when it builds a massive wind turbine facility. This could be really interesting. This is um, uh, out of the home base of Pelicanus, so we're very much paying attention to this. Previously stalled plans to restore ocean habitat near the port of Long Beach may be revived as port officials seek ways to offset the impacts of a massive wind turbine fabrication facility they hope to build. 
It's too early to say exactly which projects might be chosen as mitigation for what the port is calling Pier Wind, a 400-acre complex in the outer harbor where 1,100-foot-tall turbines would be assembled before being towed to sea, but officials hope to build on already studied proposals which would include the creation of rocky reefs, oyster beds, planting eelgrass, kelp, and more. The original habitat restoration proposal grew out of Long Beach City leaders' interest in removing or modifying the breakwater, which was expected to improve water circulation and benefit wildlife and recreational ocean users. Uh, the environmental study, published by the Army Corps in 2022, concluded that changes to the 2.2-mile breakwater wouldn't achieve officials' environmental goals. It would have negative impacts on the U.S. Navy operations, as well as the ports of Long Beach and L.A and other stakeholders, and it would cost too much, from $600 million to remove a portion of the rock wall up to $1.4 billion to lower it. So this sounds like a really interesting project, and I really hope to see this in front of Long Beach, both the habitat restoration and these massive wind turbines. Okay, I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future.